Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome into episode number eight zero, number eight zero. That's eighty for the kids at home uh, of the Brutally Honest Sports Podcast. Back here with JD Kingsley. What's going on, man? How are you doing today? Hey, man, hanging in there, hanging in there. Can't complain. What about you? Can't complain. You know, easy, easy dub for the for the Eagles, but we'll get into that later. But uh, good, yes, sir. Always a good weekend when Brady loses and the Eagles win. Absolutely. But uh, what what got your attention right off the bat here as as we jump into week 14? Uh, let's just start out with the picks. That was the first thing that got my attention. You went 3-0. and um, You were now 6-0 and in the year. Well, as of when we started doing this, 6-0. and <laughs> I went 2-1, and man. I went 2-1. and The That's Steelers good. let me down. But you, you had uh, the Cowboys over the Texans, the Bills over the Jets, Chargers over the Dolphins. All three good games. Um. I had Lions over the Vikings, Steelers over the Ravens, Eagles over the Giants. So the uh, the only reason I think the Steelers failed me there was because of injury. Big news, Kenny Pickett going out with a concussion. You saw that game, man. What did you see? Yeah, he got uh, – I can't say I remember who threw him to the ground. Honestly, I'm blanking on that a little bit. But, yeah, man, he got, he got bull rushed. Uh, he's trying to get out of there, and he kind of got body slammed to the ground and – uh, I know at first they said he uh, cleared concussion protocol, but then um, for whatever reason, uh, I guess that was a misreport, and then he stayed out to rest. So he got knocked out early, and obviously they had to play play without him for, for basically the entire game. He only attempted one pass in the game. Yeah, that's definitely rough for the Steelers because they had a, that loss there, 16-14. to 14 having to roll with their backup. The Ravens actually had to go with their backup too. Didn't Huntley get hurt as well? Yeah, they run their third string and they he was like literally signed off the off the street, if you will, uh this past week. Anthony Brown. It's crazy. Crazy. <laughs> uh rolling around the league for the rest of the injuries. We're not gonna shy away from the concussions that are an unfortunate part of football. Russell Wilson, who was actually having one of his best games, if not the best game of the season he went out in that fourth quarter with a concussion as well. He's still in protocol. Man, Patrick Mahomes tossing three interceptions, three TDs, and they still find a way to win that game. Did you see that throw from Mahomes? I don't even know how to explain it. The man's running underhand, no-look toss to uh, <laughs> McKinnon. Goes, I don't know how many yards that was for a touchdown. Just unbelievable. I watched that play five times trying to figure out what the heck happened. 
And by the end, I just had to accept the fact that it's just Mahomes. Dude, it's it's he's a wizard out there. Like it's just he he puts magic on the on the passes and and whatever you want to call that. So yeah, that that was absolutely wild. And he's probably the only guy that can do that at least on a consistent basis, like he does. And yeah, I mean, even though the Chiefs probably played one of their worst games of the year, uh, they find a way to win. Thirty four points. <laughs> one uh, of the worst games of the year, they get thirty four points. Oh, uh, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like they they turn the ball over. What at least three times there, and uh, yeah, three times, three picks by Mahomes. They still win, man. But you know what really sucks, I think, is uh, like Russell Wilson getting hurt in that game because it's like a meaningless game for them, uh, pretty much. I mean, they were eliminated after the fact, but it's like you know, even if they would have won that, the the chances of making the playoffs are slim, slim to none. And then and then he gets the concussion on top, so that's kind of like the the icing on the cake for uh for the Broncos season unfortunately it just everything's going wrong there you gotta give him respect though I mean Russ they were down 27 to nothing the second quarter Willie Gay intercepted Russ took it 47 yards to the house to make it 27-0 but <laughs> they fought back man they fought all the way back and uh I mean obviously Russ had that that concussion Brett Ripian or Ripian comes in hits a TD to Jerry Judy who had a bit of a breakout game there himself two touchdowns or three touchdowns I'm sorry so fantasy I don't know who would start Judy in fantasy based on Russ's um, play but if you had him there scoring big so real bummer just just seeing Russ get hurt there after having actually a good game so best of luck to him we'll see uh how he how he fares with concussion protocol and is this potentially what the Broncos fans needed to see not him getting injured but him <laughs> actually going out there slinging the football having a Russ type type game at least how they used to know Russ I mean 247 yards three TDs that aforementioned uh interception that was returned to the house but he ran the ball too man four times 57 yards what are you thinking yeah I mean he uh definitely early on it was looking very bleak for the for the Broncos in general but you know he put them on their back he put the team on his back per se and uh you know probably played his, his best game if not one of his best games of the year um it is a shame obviously to come up short and and for him to get the concussion but I think I think you make a good point like that's the type of game you want to see you want to see Russ play and I know they only put up nine points against the Ravens last week but I watched the entirety of that game and he he didn't look bad there either so um yeah man I I, I I'm not gonna say Russell Wilson is done like a lot of people have written him off he's probably not done yet uh just next year is gonna be you know, massive for, for what they're going to do going forward for, with him. Right. I mean, they go from, he goes from Pete Carroll, who is absolutely uh, a coaching wizard. You know, he's done up there in Seattle to Nathaniel Hackett, who is obviously not at all a wizard, <laughs> uh, despite what Tom, or I'm sorry, despite what Aaron Rodgers said about him. He may, may be a great guy, but uh, not, not the man for the job there in, in Denver. We touched on that before. So just want to, Ben, Unless your name was Brock Purdy, Jalen Hurts, a couple other guys. But for the most part, it was a bad weekend for quarterbacks. Mike White, guy's tough. Tough as nails, man. He exited that game twice uh, with with rib injuries. Um, As what was reported, he did fly home with the team after getting checked out at the hospital. They were checking him out for possible internal injuries. So definitely a sigh of relief Um, for, for Jets fans, man. Tough loss there for them, too. What do you uh, what do you think about their odds moving forward? I mean, they without that white injury, they could have got it, man. They uh, forced Josh Allen into only 147 yards, and um, 
close game there, twenty to twelve. What do you think? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, the defense, the defense held up. Uh, defense has been playing good, one one of the best in football. But it's hard when you put up twelve points in this league. You don't win many games. So, um, you know, before the injury, Mike White wasn't playing bad. Uh, he was twenty seven of forty four. Uh, no touchdowns, but obviously the the rushing touchdown by Zonovan Knight. Um, that's a big one there, but. Uh, yeah, man, just not enough. Obviously it's going to be interesting going forward. Like, you know, if he's cleared the play and, and things, it seems like he'll, he'll be all right here, but, um, it doesn't get much easier for them. I mean, they got to play, I know they're going to be at home, but they got to play a, a Lions team. That's really, really hungry. Uh, and has oh, been yeah. on, a, on an absolute tear lately. So, um, next week won't be easy either. So I, it's kind of like a get right game for the jets. Uh, it's a winnable game, I would say, but I'm not going to put my money on them at the same time. It's uh it's a toss up, man. They got to they got to get right and they got to get right quick. I think they're still in the in the one wild card spot, but that can interchange, you know, any given week. They were fortunate the Dolphins also lost, which we'll talk about that a bit later. I know that was your uh your pick, upset pick, quote unquote, charges over the Dolphins, but yeah, I mean the, the New York Jets, man. I feel bad from all year. They've been just doing their thing. They held the, the Bills to 232 offensive yards and still end up losing. So, as we've said before, bright spots all over the place for the Jets' defense. Offensively, they they got to get right a little bit, but Garrett Wilson's starting to break out. More on him later as well. So, moving around for more injury news, man. It's just every time I seem to uh, look at my phone, Twitter had another another injury update, man. Really, really sucks. It's always a disappointment to see see great players getting getting injured. So, Debo Samuel, high ankle sprain. He did avoid um, any tears or anything like that. But coach coming out, Shanahan coming out and saying the high ankle sprain. They expect him to be out four to six weeks. But the playoffs start in five weeks, man. So they should have him back for the playoffs, assuming they make it there. But based on the way that they played on Sunday, it looks like they're definitely going to make it to the playoffs. Brock Purdy, brother. Man, not, he didn't. Not only did he play uh, a Purdy game, I'd say it's past that. He played an excellent game. It's beyond Purdy. The thing was beautiful. <laughs> Becoming actually the first quarterback to have his first start against Tom Brady to win a game. They were 0 6. All the other quarterbacks were 0 6. So, what'd you see there? Christian McCaffrey. I mean, they lose Samuel. Obviously, a huge blow, but they didn't skip a beat, man. I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. Dude, you can make a case that McCaffrey's like one of the best receivers on that team. Like it's it's unreal. Like I think McCaffrey, if utilized the right way, is is one of the most da- dangerous people in football. Dangerous players, I should say, in football. Like he is just he's a machine, man. He had that that toe uh, toe drag down the sideline, uh, absolute ridiculously uh, well placed ball by Purdy, and and they just dominated every facet of the game. I mean Brady. Brady didn't look good, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But it was uh, it was dom- it was uh, as dominating a game I've seen in a while uh, against uh, like a Brady played team. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, they're so, down tw- down twenty eight nothing at the half. Dude, you got you got to love to see that. Got if you're oh, yeah. if you're a Brady hater, I mean that's just icing on the cake once again. So yeah, man. Uh, they the, Tampa Tampa couldn't run the ball. They couldn't throw the ball. They uh, everybody was. There was miscommunications with Brady and and Mike Evans, and it, it was just a mess. But on the other side, yeah, man, uh, 49ers are are extremely dangerous, and it just seems like no matter who they put in there as quarterback, um, you know, 
they get the job done and and Purdy went off on a on a pretty solid defense. Obviously the corners aren't aren't the best, but dude, I was watching that game a little bit here and there. Um and that dude when Debo went down, I thought for sure that was like a torn ACL. Like he he got his leg absolutely ripped off of his body basically. Uh <laughs> and for him to for him to not have a serious like a, a catastrophic injury, it's it's actually pretty amazing. But um, obviously hope he comes back and uh you know makes a full recovery as, as soon as possible for them yeah i heard that they were really concerned about a knee injury originally and that was downgraded <laughs> downgraded slower part of the body downgraded to, <laughs> to the ankle and best case scenario there or sounds like with it just the high ankle sprain so happy to hear that debo is a special talent in this league like mccaffrey those guys can do it all so Good news for the Niners fans. Good news for, uh, obviously, Debo himself. So thoughts and prayers with him as well as all these guys dealing with injury. Um, speaking of Mr. Do-It-All himself, Tyreek Hill is day-to-day. So that's a good news, a uh, good piece of news for, for Dolphins fans. But, man, that, that scoop and score from an offensive standpoint, I <laughs> – I, I just – I might have lost for words, man. I might have lost for words. Did you see that? Did you see that play? That's absolutely I, absurd. Yeah, man. I mean, he is just far and above faster than anybody on, like, any I, – I almost want to say any defense. Excuse me if I uh, – if I'm still going through puberty, excuse me. But, uh, yeah, man, <laughs> uh, <in> absolutely <laughs> – uh, I pitch voice. Insane, dude, insane. Yeah, he, he is just uh, – he's he got to be 110 speed in Madden or something. Like, he's – He's out of this world fast. He could. And with that touchdown, he became the only player in Super Bowl era. I love my stats. I love my stats, man. I love my record setters. First <laughs> player in and only player in the Super Bowl era to have a TD receiving, rushing, kick return, punt return, and fumble return. So gives you an idea. I mean, I believe he's going to run his way right into the Hall of Fame. Shouldn't be much of a argument there that eventually he'll be a hall of fame player for sure. That's uh, I don't, I don't know, man, not many other sports podcasts are bringing you that type of statistical knowledge right there. That that's only player to do that. So, uh, love the stat, love the, uh, love the knowledge there, man. Appreciate it, brother. Appreciate it. Uh, other news, uh, the Cowboys right tackle Terrence Steele, unfortunately went down with a torn ACL and an old friend of ours, Jason Peters stepped in. So, Cowboys, they should be should be doing uh, okay there with the backup. Obviously, that's a big blow to to steal, but Peters knows what he's doing. Obviously, he's made a lot of Pro Bowls, won a Super Bowl, and I believe Tyron Smith should be coming back as well. So, Cowboys will have a lot more luck on the offensive line. We know that the talented backs of Zeke and um, what's his face? I oh, talked Tony. about him singing his praises, Pollard. Tony, yeah, yeah, Tony Pollard. Pollard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Pollard. That Cowboys Texans game, though, man. I mean, you said that uh, that was about as sure a pick as possible, down se- or a seventeen point five point favorites, <laughs> and it it definitely was not the offense that led up to that game. I mean, the last drive, ninety eight yards and a score, but that gets set up by their defense after Dak throws that interception, first and goal at the four yard line. Cowboys putting in work putting in work did you see the I mean for the play call was crap on Houston's part but either way you got to give respect to the defense as we talked about last week their defense is monstrous do you see that man that one play they got inches away from ending that ending that game 
Yeah, man. If you're if you're Houston, you got. I know you're one. You're coming into that game one and ten, and it's a quote unquote battle for Texas. I mean, how serious is that? I, I don't know. I'm sure the Cowboys look at the Texans like you know this is basically the garbage squad uh, that they are. But I mean, dude, at the end of the day, like you got to be kicking yourself if you're Houston. Like that that game was very very winnable, uh, and you're right in position to win that game and. I don't fault them for going for it on fourth fourth down. I mean, if you kick the field goal there, uh, all Dallas has to do is march down the field anyway, uh, right. and they'd win by one. So you, if you lose by four, you lose by one, you lose. So I don't fault right. them for that. But yeah, man, I I, I was kind of surprised that Dallas went the length of the field there. But uh, obviously, a far and above better team Dallas is than Houston. So. It shouldn't have been a game. Um, I di- I was shocked at that spread. That was kind of absurd. I thought Dallas would win by like ten, maybe thirteen, something like that. But uh, to say they only won by four is pretty uh, pretty surprising. It's one of those uh, you know get right games. I think as far as the Cowboys right. going forward. Absolutely. So I think it's a will serve as a wake up call for them. Just like when the Eagles came back and beat the Colts. Anyway, we've seen what the Eagles have done the last two weeks now. Well, I think that's honestly the best thing that could have happened to the Cowboys in this situation, almost losing to the stinkiest team in the league. <laughs> um, definitely can't look anybody uh, over in the NFL these days. So Cowboys should be, should be fine. Looking forward to that primetime game, Christmas Eve versus the Birds. That'll be pretty insane. That's for sure. So another big set of news. We're talking about real injuries, fake injuries. Did you see anything about that? The NFL is now starting to find people for fake injuries, which I, I think is the right thing to do. But people have been doing this since the dawn of football, I'm sure. <laughs> Dude, that's that's hard to, like, judge. Like, how, how do you know? I mean, the player knows, um, you know, but and maybe the trainer knows. But at the end of the day, like, it's going to be very, like, hard, I think, to monitor – like, okay, a guy has a little bit of a pull here, a little bit of a strain. Like, is he faking it? Like, you know what I mean? It's a gray area, I think. So it's going to be right. – unless they definitively know, like, somebody's faking it, uh, what the guy on the uh, – somebody on the Saints, if I'm not mistaken, got caught with Yeah, that. we got Cam Jordan on the Saints. Right, right. So, I don't know. It's Like I said, it's a gray area, man. I I mean, I, I'm all for it. Uh, if, if they definitively know, like, this guy's faking it to – stall the drive and like, you know, get the defense in position. Like I understand that, like them finding him, but you gotta, if you're the NFL, you kind of have to know a hundred percent, like he's faking it. So I don't know how you determine that. Yeah, It's tough. Cause they actually got uh, at least two players. I think there might've been a third guy, but I'm blanking out the top of my head. You know, the other guy in the, um, the Bengals and Jesse Bates. One of the things that again, yeah, that is tough, man. And these guys putting their bodies on the line every week, you know, we, we don't want to see anybody get hurt, but I mean, that one, <laughs> that one looked pretty bad where, you know, the personnel for that Saints game, or I'm sorry, I don't think it was a Saints game. The personnel was coming onto the field. I believe that was the Bengals game and they were running uh, late to get on the field. And instead of taking a, a delay a game or, you know, what 12 men on the field that Jesse Bates just falls down. It was absolutely awful acting. <laughs> um, but with that being said, you know, the NFL, I think has taken a pretty good approach to it. The players are getting fined 50 K the, um, minimum phone, of, uh, minimum phone, well, minimum fine of $50,000 for the assistant coaches teams getting hit for 350,000 and the Bengals trainer, 
um, actually, I'm sorry, not the Bengals trainer, the Saints trainer, I believe, actually got hit for a position coach, not the trainer. Position coach got fined for 50K. So they're kind of going after everybody there, you know, because the head coach could obviously tell him to go down. The, uh, the position coach could tell him to go down. So hopefully that cuts back a little bit, but we're going to hear a lot of complaining over the next few weeks about that, that's for sure. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I think hitting a player for 50K isn't going to, that's not going to make a huge difference in their pocket, but you start getting coaches and things like that. Um, you know, that's going to make a dent. So, uh, yeah, we'll probably see less of this going forward. I would think. Just wild to imagine 50,000, not making much of a dent in the wall. It's <laughs> barely under what the average American makes in a whole year. So definitely wild stuff, wild stuff for sure. <laughs> so let's knock out this, um, final piece on injuries. I got OBJ looking to play only in the playoffs for an interview on NFL and prime video. Where do you think he's going? If he goes anywhere, did we talk about being a dead horse at this point? Like the amount of talk, (laughs) the amount of talk around OBJ for him not to like have signed anywhere. It's just funny to me. Uh, Ultimately, I think he, I'm still sticking with the bills, man. I just have that weird. I have that feeling. Um, I could be wrong. I, but I just feel like he goes to the Bills, um, yeah, and and chases a ring there. Like I said, I would never rule out the Cowboys, even though all the reports and things like that, uh, you know, sound like, you know, they didn't really get to an agreement of any sort, or that on the not on the same page, I should say. But what uh, what say you, man? I mean, he's got to go somewhere, right? Like I don't think he he's on his couch the rest of the season. I think it'd be hilarious if he's on his couch the rest of the season. Uh, season, you know, I like OBJ, uh, but with all due respect, and that's kind of uh, as long as his health is okay. I want to put throw that qualifier out there. As long as it's his health is fine, with all due respect, you know, it's I don't want to do the hard work, but I want to come in and get the reward. And uh, I think that's kind of lame, but that's the the weight that you know he can pull having a Super Bowl ring and being as talented as, as he is. So at this point, I don't know. Like you said, beating a dead horse. So I'm ready to move along from that and see how it plays out as the season goes goes by. Dude, he is like I think he's one of the most searched uh, like football players every single year for like the media and like people in general like just love to hear news about that guy no matter what. Like even if he's not playing or like what's OBJ doing? It's almost like Brett Favre back in the day when it was like, yeah. who's he? Is yeah, he gonna right. come back? Is he gonna come back? You know, it's like it's turning into that a little bit. Definitely sounds like it. So only time will tell. I'm sure we'll have more bits from OBJ as time goes by, but we'll move off of that topic for now. What do you think about the Lions and Vikings game? I called that game. I called the Detroit Lions upsetting the Vikings. The Lions being two and a half point favorites over the, the Vikings going into that. It shows it shows a lot. I mean, the the Lions are on fire, though. You know, they've won, I think, five out of six, and they should be six out of six if they, they blew that one on Thanksgiving. <laughs> and definitely trending up, definitely trending up lines. I, I just, I'm not, not at all surprised that they won that game. Um, close game, score wide, well, score says 34 23, so not that close of a game. But generally speaking, Lions had that under control from start to finish. Um, Jared Goff. Another thing I find fascinating, Jared Goff being thrown out of St. Louis. St. Louis obviously gets Stafford, wins the Super Bowl, and all of a sudden Goff is just going crazy 
over there in Detroit. I'm happy for the guy. I really am. What do you think about Goff? You think he's the answer, long-term answer quarterback there for, for the Lions? Uh, see, I don't want to go that far. Um, I think okay. they could do better. But at the same time, like, you know, he's I, – I, I definitely respect, like, the fact that, you know, coming from L.A., like, and then going to Detroit, it's like, dude, that's brutal. Uh, so just for him to like, I mean, you got to swallow your pride a good bit to, to go to a franchise such as, as Detroit. And, and obviously they're having some success now with, with, um, you know, the new coaching regime and things like that. Uh, you know, it's kind of amazing. Like Deandre Swift didn't have a crazy good game. Uh, obviously CJ Moore had a, had a long run there, but like there wasn't a ton of help on the offensive side of the ball. If you really look at the numbers and things. Uh, and, and what's even more like surprising to me is they held Minnesota, which has a crazy, uh, you know, passing attack. And, and obviously with Dalvin cook, usually a, a good running attack as well. And like to keep them at 23 is, is surprising because Detroit's the Detroit's never been known to have a good defense like ever. So, um, <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, it, it's, it's awesome to see, man. I mean, how can you not at least have a little bit of, of, you know, spirit for Detroit. Cause it's like, dude, they're just so bad. You're in, you're in and you're out. I mean, decade and decade out. So yes, um, sir. yeah, it's, I'm not a big fan of, uh, uh, what's it? Kirk thug cousins or whatever he called it. Thuggins. <laughs> Kirk Thuggins or whatever he calls himself. I mean, I could care less about all that. Uh, guy needs oh, to win dude. some playoff games before he puts all these chains on his neck. Like he's some type of boss or whatever he wants to, to feel like, but uh, anyways, man, I don't want to, I don't want to bury the guy. It's just like, you know, at the end of the day, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Kirk cousins in the playoffs. I have no, no fear of, of that guy whatsoever. Not at all. Not at all. And despite the Detroit lions winning that game, Justin Jefferson, absolutely balling out. He's the only one who really makes cousins look good anymore. In my <laughs> opinion, uh, no offense to Adam Thielen, but, uh, Justin oh. Jefferson, 11 catches, 223 yards did not find pay dirt which could have been the difference potentially but uh i i mean i, I don't know what else to say he's been the first player in nfl history to have 1400 or more receiving yards each of his first three seasons and what we're in week 14 the guy still got three weeks to add to that he's leading the league 1500 yards receiving and um absolutely wild absolutely wild I still a little bit sick thinking that he should have been an Eagle, but <laughs> is what hey, it is. man, if the if the Eagles ever do listen to this and they want to draft another receiver, go go LSU because I mean he went to LSU and uh, Jamar Chase went to LSU. There's a list. I mean, there's a laundry list of guys that like receivers that have come out of that school are are usually pretty damn good at that next level. So uh, just a little side side piece there, but. Yeah, dude, he's he's pretty much unstoppable at this point in his career. Absolutely, absolutely. Better put two guys on him, maybe even three. Reminds <laughs> me of Megatron back in the day. Three guys, doesn't matter. Megatron's going up for that ball anyway. Megatron, dude. Speaking of great lines, they got their career wasted, but anyway. <laughs> yep. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, okay. I got two words for you, man. What do you th- what do you think those two words are? Any any word, two words in the in the entire existence of words. 
That's a lot to get. I have no idea. Suck it. <laughs> what <do> you got? <laughs> it's uh, Baker Mayfield. What do you think about that? Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, bro. Oh, my gosh. All right. All right. All right. All right. Baker Mayfield. <laughs> that was wild, bro. That was wild. I mean, we had the last podcast. We were, you know, recording midway through the game. You know, we ended at halftime, I think, is when we ended that podcast, which was being thoroughly dominated by the Raiders. Who would have thunk it, bro? 14 fourth quarter points, two drives led by Baker Mayfield. Came the first time in the Super Bowl era for a team or for a player to win after 13 plus point deficits in his debut with two teams. He did that in his rookie year with the Browns, brought him all the way back, and now with the Rams. That's incredible, man. I watched the end of that game. I was rooting for him. That last drive, 98 yards. I mean, we just talked about the Cowboys, but. 98 yards from a guy who had one walkthrough with the team, didn't have a clue how he was going to play. Blew my mind, man. Blew my mind. That was a heck of a game. Not if you're a Raiders fan, but as far as an ending, it doesn't get any more dramatic than that. Dude, the guy is a uh, guy's a machine. When he when he you know when he when all things are clicking, dude, he's he's so fun to watch, and he's so like animated and emotional, and like he just has that passion that that. You know, I'm not going to say a lot of guys don't have, but he he's just special in that in that aspect. I, I have to root for him. Like I have to I have to pull for him. Like just the fact he went to the dumpster fire that is Carolina. Like not to say he he didn't play well there, obviously, but to go to the Rams on a short week, like two days, basically, um, to team up with Sean McVay, who calls an extremely complicated offense as it is, uh, it's just awesome, man. Like all all you know, praise to, to Baker Mayfield on that one, like just a ballsy performance and to go the whole way down the field and, and hit Van Jefferson there in the corner. That was just absolutely sick and, and love to see it. I, I'm sure Derek Carr is holding back tears like he did in that press conference quite a few weeks ago, <laughs> but uh, you know, not, not to, I don't want to, I don't want to dump on Derek Carr, but when, as soon as that happened, I thought of that, like where Derek Carr was holding back the tears. So it's like, you gotta, you gotta feel for the guy, but at the end of the day, it's a, it's a results-based business, man. It was Baker's playground there in the fourth quarter, 100%. Like you said, Von Jefferson coming up with a huge, huge catch. I just, I was watching that game, man. I wish I would have thrown some money down. I just had this feeling like with every completed pass, you know, you had, there were two big penalties on the Raiders there. They sacked Baker homeboy freaking knocks the ball out of his hand afterwards. It's in sportsman like, you know, penalty, but just a couple great catches down the stretch with that ball placement on that touchdown. I think the most exciting, one of the most exciting parts for me was the fact that after that happens, Baker headbutts, you know, helmet, you know, guys go helmet to helmet and bop their heads off each other. Baker without his helmet on, man, he does it twice to a guy with a helmet on. It just shows that that passion <laughs> he has for the game. And it's like, it's amazing. He's not in concussion protocol after that one. That's for sure. Dude, he's been, he's done that quite a few times. Like, I don't know, man. He got, he got a, I'm not, I'm not a doctor. I, I, I have no medical profession, but I, I don't think that's good for the cranium. I'll say that. I don't think that's good for, uh, <laughs> for what's going on between his ears, but Hey man, the guy, guy eats, lives and breathes football, obviously. And you love to see it. Like just, just that amount of passion. Like, I mean, if you're willing to head bets, head, headbutt someone without a helmet, you, uh, you obviously care a lot. So Either that or you forget about how important your uh, brain bucket is. Maybe that's why he didn't play well in Carolina. Yeah, he was still recovering from the headbutt in Cleveland or something. I don't know. That's <laughs> yeah, I think you're onto I mean, something there, man. 
I think you're on to something. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, obviously only one game. And, you know, playing the Raiders, they're not an incredible team. But a wonderful, wonderful start to his career career there in, in – um, I want to say St. Louis, but it's no longer St. Louis. I'm behind the times. Wonderful start to his career there in Los Angeles. And who knows? I mean, he might be the starting quarterback for the Rams for this season and beyond. Like, again, one season – or I'm sorry, one game. But definitely some hype there. Something to be excited about if you're the Rams fans. And if you're not a Rams fan, the other side of the ball in Oakland, got to be disappointed. Derek Carr, the defense especially. And after playing such a good game to have two big penalties in that last drive, definitely. Definitely was no good. Oakland being, or I'm sorry, Vegas, uh, Raiders being the Raiders. That's that's what did that I was. say? Oakland. Yeah, yeah, that's all right, man. I think it's I said good. I think I said Oakland. Yeah, it's growing fun. up, man, St. Louis Rams and uh, Oakland Raiders. I'm uh, Las Vegas. That's right, the Sin City Raiders. I have to remember that Sin City, <laughs> dude. It's uh, it's still for me like the. It'll always be the for Oakland to to like not be the Oakland Raiders. That's just it doesn't feel right. I, the Rams. It's kind of like ah, St. Louis is St. Ah. But Oakland was Oakland and the Raiders were like peanut butter and jelly, dude. That that just went together. Um, it's just weird. But hey, they uh, the house always wins. But the Raiders, if the Raiders are in their own house, they never win. So look at it that one. <laughs> Clever, nice, nice. Bengals Browns, man, twenty three ten Bengals victory. Another disappointing loss for Sean Watson. I mean, he played a little better, right? They got to get a touchdown pass at least. Uh, Joe Burrow on the other <laughs> side. Speaking of LSU products, going off again with Jamar Chase. Chase, 10 receptions, 119 yards in a TD. Bengals keep rolling, man. Dude, this time of year, this time of year, it's like the Bengals just figure it out. I, I, they did it last year. They're doing it this year. I thought they were, I'm not going to say shot out this year, but the way they started the year, I was like, ah, they're not, I don't know if they'll be able to figure it out to the level they did last year. Boom! Before you know it, they're nine and four again. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I, I'm gonna give Deshaun Watson at least this year to like get his feet underneath him again. Coming off a, a year and a half suspension, it's it's a lot different in the game than it is in practice. So, um, Cleveland's. I mean, I'm not gonna say they're out of it, but they're in the you know in those teams in the in the hunt per se. But uh, I think they're out of it. Long story short. Yeah, I believe Cleveland season's over as far as that goes. There's just too many teams in the AFC that are kicking butt, taking names here. <laughs> so, not that this game ultimately matters. Jaguars, the big victory of the Titans, 36-22. to Trevor Lawrence going off for three TDs, finding a favorite target in Evan Ingram. 11 receptions, 162 yards, and two TDs. So, just another reason to be excited for down there in Duval. But if you're in if you're in Tennessee, what are you thinking? Actually, I guess it is a big game. Tennessee, I forgot. Tennessee was leading the division still. What the heck happened there, man? Dude, they're they're crumbling. Uh, they're crumbling like unlike a Tennessee team I've seen. Like under Vrabel, I haven't really seen a team like quite this deficient on defense per se. Like their their corner, uh, like they have the worst pass defense in the league. And obviously, the Eagles exploited that. Uh, what the week ago? Uh, and then you know. Jacksonville comes in, puts 36 on them. I, I can't say Jacksonville's been putting up over 30 a lot of the games this year. Uh, you know, don't don't quote me on that, but uh, just kind of embarrassing for Tennessee as far as giving up that many yards, that many points. They got to figure it out. I, I 
you know, obviously leading the division. They're they're not doing a, a single thing in the playoffs. Um, if they do hang on that to, to that division, that pass defense will it's get still- torched. Yeah, there's no guarantee they even win the division now. I'm in Jacksonville winning that game five and eight, Tennessee seven and six. Man, they keep sliding like that. There's always a chance, man, that the Jaguars, you know, overtake them and head into the playoffs. So, so hey, that man, is don't, uh, another. Don't don't forget, man. Houston might come the whole way back. You never know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right, man. You you gotta you gotta <laughs> give it. If, in about uh the next two seasons, Houston will probably <laughs> win enough games to to make the playoffs combined <laughs> um, to win that division. <laughs> oh. Anyway, speaking, speaking of another playoff team, man, that's faltering. Washington this week being on their bye week, got to love it. Seattle losing another game. Are, Geno Smith, Seahawks, are, the, are they coming down, back down to earth? Is that team overrated? What are your thoughts on that one, man? The Panthers, they're not a good team. They dropped 30. <laughs> 30 <laughs> points. I guess they saw they lost Baker and Sam Darnold's <laughs> like, oh, I can do this too. <laughs> Yeah, just the. <laughs> I can't get. I, I when you say the Panthers drop thirty, that's just like that's a punchline within itself. Like that should, that should <laughs> this season that should not happen. And then you tell me, and then you tell me Sam Darnold's the quarterback. It's like you, you gotta be kidding me, man. Like I could probably pick off Sam Darnold back there, but anyways, uh, yeah, it's crazy uh, for Carolina to go into Seattle. I mean, you got oh, it's the sixth man, the, the, the loudest crowd in the whole NFL. I, I don't know, man. That, yeah. that team is that team is falling like like the sky is falling for that team. Um, and like I said, dude, if you get beat by Sam Darnold, that I, that would piss me off to no end. Uh, the guy is utter garbage, and I will always say that. I don't care if he wins the Super Bowl. I don't care. Whatever. He, he's not done anything in his career yet, so – uh, I don't think he'll be anything. I don't think he'll be in, in Carolina next year. But, yeah, man, uh, enough enough bashing of Sam Darnold as much as I love doing that. Um, that, 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 um, that Seattle team, I, I don't really understand it. I mean, I know Geno Smith couldn't play at the level that he was all year, but to get beat by the Panthers at home, that's you can't let that happen, man. You just can't. Got to be better than that. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. The one thing I will say about Carolina is they got probably the coolest or funniest name, the running back in the league. You got Chubba Hubbard. When I saw that Chubba Hubbard name, I lost it, not going to lie. Chubba <laughs> Hubbard with a touchdown. <laughs> I lost it. I couldn't help but laugh. So, so yeah, Seahawks fans, it, it's been a nice run, and I could be wrong. They still could bring it back. But Geno Smith, we'll see. See the long-term deal or not. Can't, nope. can't knock him out after having one bad game. You know, that's his second worst passing rating game of the season. He's no longer leading the league in passing rating, as we know. But um, we shall see. We shall see. Let's go to that Sunday night game. Then we're going to talk about the Eagles. But you predicted Chargers and the Dolphins game would be a close one. But you did predict that the Chargers were going to come out with a victory. You were right, man. You were right. Hey, I mean, dude, I, I just – Sometimes a gut feeling is better than, like, you know, looking into it too, too deep. I think on paper, uh, the Dolphins, obviously, with Waddle, with with um, almost blanked on his name, Tyreek Hill. Um, you know, it's the cheetah. It's, <laughs> the cheetah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you would think that, like, Miami could throw up a bunch of points on a, on a you know, middle-of-the-pack Chargers defense. Um, but I, I just – I Chargers needed that game, man. They needed that game to stay alive. They're at home. Uh, in that beautiful stadium, the, the SoFi, that's just uh, an absolute spectacle to watch that, that 
a game at, at that stadium, I'm sure. But besides the point, man, Herbert, uh, Herbert doing Herbert things. Like, he's just a gunslinger. I love that kid. Uh, he's one of my favorite Balled players. Out. Balled out, dude. Balled 39 of 51, 367 and a touchdown. Um, Tua looked horrible. I'll say that. Tua, Tua looked, I mean, God awful. He, he, you could make a case Sam Darnold looked better yesterday. He, he just, <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> he, he's underthrowing people, overthrowing people. Like it, it was, it was, it was tough to watch. Uh, I mean, he's 10 for, he was, I think at one point he was like three for 18 and then he finished 10 for 28. 10 for 28. Jeez. Uh, he's 5.2 he, yard average. That That's, that's crazy. By far brutal, his worst dude. performance. Brutal, brutal. He didn't play very good last week, and now he followed it up with even worse. Uh, so I don't know, man. I think Miami's coming back to reality as well, like the like the uh, like the Seahawks are, like like Tennessee, like a lot of these teams that started out like the Jets that were you know crazy hot, and now they're they're fizzling a little bit. So I don't know, man. I, I have no trust in Miami going to the playoffs. I've I've said that since you know week three or whatever. You um, did. You did. So, yeah. I, I just – I don't know, man. Tua is not the long-term answer. I, I think that's just the way it is. Okay, interesting, interesting. Yeah, we'll see. Chargers obviously balling out. Mike Having Mike Williams back, um, huge. huge for – huge thing for Justin Herbert. So, I still don't trust the Chargers. Uh, Chargers be the Chargers. All the way back to Phillip Rivers growing up, what we saw them underachieve. So, we'll yep. see moving forward what happens. But that's another pick correct for you. So – all right, the game that we really want to talk about, being Eagles fans, so we'll try not to go overboard too much because we try to stay as unbiased as possible for the most part. But, <laughs> bruh, bruh, forty-eight to twenty-two, <laughs> essentially forty-eight to fourteen. They got a garbage time touchdown in the end with bite with Tyrod Taylor. All <laughs> things second week in a row that the backup quarterback for the other team comes in because you're getting blown out too bad. Uh, I think. Um, Kyle Brandt from Good Morning Football said it best. He, he said that Eagles game, there was nothing interesting about it, that uh, they just blew him out so bad. He wishes that, that they'd stop to a point. Um, he said during the session, he said, um, you know, this is the time where we're supposed to poke holes in the uh, the Eagles and stuff like that. And he goes, I guess I, I just can't do that if, you know, don't that's not verbatim. But he said if there's one thing you could point to would be the fact that Nick Sariani doesn't have playoff experience as a head coach. But other than that, man, they're just rolling that game. Supposed to be a, somewhat of a close one. The Eagles just went to the Meadowlands and just totally showed the difference in talent. Dude, crazy. I mean, I, I coming in, I, maybe I'm just, like, naive or whatever, but I, I get nervous a little bit. Like, last week I thought Tennessee would give the Eagles a good run. I thought the Giants would give them a, a better run just because it's a division game. I know the Giants' defense has gotten considerably better. Uh, you know, the offense has done enough. Saquon has played pretty well. Uh, but, dude, it was no contest. Like you said, it was. it's really a 30-point whooping, um, almost a 40-point game type deal. Like, it, it very easily could have been. Uh, Miles Sanders had eight and a half yards per carry. Um, it's average. insane. It's so, insane. Dude, they could have just ran the ball all game and probably won at least by 20. Um, or 15, something, you know, something like that. So, dude, they just they annihilated them all, all aspects. Boston, Boston Scott got his annual touchdown against the Giants. He always does. <laughs> you can take that to the bank and deposit that. Um, but yeah, man, just, I mean, obviously Jalen looked really, really good. Um, 
The running game was amazing. Boston Scott, like I said, did his thing. A.J. Brown with another 70 yards. I think even more so, I want to say, you know, they put up a, a poll on the one Eagles post-game show, and it was, you know, what impressed you more, the offense or defense? And it, it was kind of a runaway for the offense, but I, I'd make a case for that defense too. I mean, they had seven sacks on the day. Um, and as a team, the Eagles only had two penalties, which you got to love seeing that. Um, yeah, after last week's debacle with the penalties, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. So that, yeah, the man. only complaint from last week was the penalties. So they, they cleaned that up. Man, you just said the defense. You're giving the defense some praise there. Obviously, we know they have great players. Has your stance on Jonathan Gannon changed? I know that's a hot topic, bro, but has it changed? What do you think, man? Here's the thing, man. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not letting him off the hook yet because I need to see him continue to do it. He's been better lately. I'll give him his credit where credit is due. Uh, better lately, but he needs to keep bringing that blitz because, dude, that pass rush when it's, it's too much for these teams to try and account for when you got like linebackers that can blitz when you got the defensive Hassan line. Reddick you got. His, yeah, Reddick getting his tenth sack of the season. Dude, ridiculous. Milton Williams getting in there. Um, Brandon Graham had three sacks in this game. I, I didn't think I've ever seen that, you know, for, I, I don't think I'd ever see that again just cause he's getting right. up there in age and things, but dude, uh, just an all out like domination and, and love to see it. Like giants fans are a little obnoxious. I'll say that I think so. Um, you know, <laughs> coming from an Eagles fan. That's funny. They, <laughs> we got that rep, man. <laughs> they can, uh, they can eat a, a, a slice of humble pie this week. Cause they got, they got, you know, kicked around and just destroyed in every single aspect. Speaking of kickers, I think the best play, it's not even a kicker, <laughs> but the punter for the Eagles, the best play the Giants probably had, one of them, because they blocked <laughs> that punt. Um, and Aaron, Aaron Sipos picking up that punt, nearly running for the first down. It's absolutely leveled by the Giants. <laughs> I don't know who hit him, but he's, he's going to be out for a bit with an injury. Jake Elliott, the the kicker took over punting duties, which I think he only punt. I don't know, maybe what, how many times did he punt once? Yeah, he had one punt in the game. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the only downside of that that loss was, you know, Sipos. Um, and uh, Lane Johnson stayed a day with a bit of an injury there. But Eagles being the first team in the NFL to clinch, clinch a playoff game, playoff berth. Uh, I know our defense you know, destroyed the Titans and obviously another great game this week. Next week, we've got the Bears, which could be a trap game a bit, but circle our calendars for Christmas Eve. That's when we really have to see if Jonathan Gannon got his stuff together. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, Dad Prescott ain't fooling around. Speaking of uh, the Cowboys, just got came through the, through the wire here. Aaron Rappaport just reported that the Cowboys signed T.Y. Hilton. So, uh, T.Y., a little older, but the guy dominated up in, in Indy for a long time. So, some veteran presence veteran presence being added to the Cowboys, which to me says uh, they're not even thinking about OBJ anymore. So, just another uh, weapon for, for Dak to use moving forward. So, by the time, the time Christmas Eve rolls around, it's going to be good stuff, good stuff. Yeah, another guy we got to account for, obviously, like you said, and everybody's – I'm not gonna say we're we're looking past the Bears, but in a little bit of a way we are, I think. Um, just because that game means so much uh against Dallas on Christmas Eve in in Jerry World. Uh so yeah, man. Uh T. Y. Hilton, I mean, I I don't know exactly how much he has left. Uh obviously not going unsigned all year. 
he's not, you know, the most attractive, uh, you know, player on the market. I'll say it, say it like that, but, <laughs> but, uh, you know, hopefully he doesn't absolutely, uh, cause us a problem. Obviously they have CD lamb, Michael Gallup, uh, you know, Schultz tight end, it, you know, the, the running backs, like it, it's a lot to account for, but hopefully he doesn't, he doesn't, you know, make us pay, uh, come, come Christmas Eve. Come down to the Eagles in a lot of ways. The Eagles D line can they get pressure on Dak Prescott? So we'll we'll see about that. A couple of quick stats for that Eagles game with AJ Brown going over a thousand yards on the year receiving. Sanders going over the year uh, going to the thousand yard mark as well. First time since 2014 that the Eagles had a 1,000 yard receiver and uh, rusher on their team, and that was back with Shady McCoy and uh, Jeremy Macklin. So it's been Dang, man, close to a decade since that's happened. So good good stuff all around. Jalen Hurts also becoming the, like I said, love my stats, man. Love my records. Jalen Hurts <laughs> becoming the first player in NFL history to have back-to-back 10 touchdown seasons at the quarterback position. Um, he now has three in his career, uh, breaking a tie with Cam Newton. Cam Newton's the only one who has multiple other, other quarterback who has multiple seasons with 10-plus rushing touchdowns. So definitely making a case for MVP and two passing yards, one one rushing yard. It's now leading the league in NFL uh, passer rating, thanks to Tua having a dog crap performance. So he's on pace to hit, be the first uh, player to have a hundred plus passer rating as well as ten rushing scores. That's what he the possibility stands, as well as the possibility of fifty pass, be the first player in NFL history with fifty pass attempts and over a hundred and fifty rushing attempts. So. Man keeps falling out. Again, Burrow and Mahomes both with great, playing good games, leading their teams to victory. So this MVP race is getting exciting, more and more exciting each week, that's for sure. Yeah, man. Uh, I think Jalen Hurts made a great case yesterday. Um, you know, there can be questions with with Hurts, uh, Mahomes, Burrow, but uh, he definitely helped his case. And Mahomes, I mean, yeah, they won the game, but turning the ball over three times, if if you really analyze it, like Jalen Hurts played a better game. So, yeah, uh, hopefully, you know, individual awards to me, I'm not huge on them, but you know, obviously we'll, we'd will we like to see our guy get it. And and just for him to be in the conversation, I think I touched on this before, like uh, last year it was like, is he even our guy going forward? And then now it's – I knew he was. I always knew. <laughs> JD never had Always a doubt. Knew. Never had a doubt. No, not after last year. Never had a doubt. So I think that's a, I think we hit on every single game. But for our listeners here, we're going to start something new. We're going to have every every week on Monday. We're going to have what we call the uh, shit stain of the week. Aaron and I are both going to pick a player. <laughs> pick a player that we thought just played like absolute crap, and then um, we got our standout stud of the week. So I'll start off here. It's going to be the shit stay of the week. It's going to be Tom Brady. Anytime like a dog on the man, I, I'm going to. But, uh, you know, as we touched on, only putting up seven points, playing very poorly against San Francisco. And my shining, well, my standout stud of the week got to be got to be Brock Purdy. As I said earlier, with that being the first rookie to win his first start against Brady, putting up three touchdowns, running that offense. Like, Mr. Relevant is most definitely relevant. So we'll see how that goes moving forward. Who's your first shit stay of the week, bro? Dude, the one game I don't think we did touch on was was the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Ravens, and, and we don't have to go too far into it. Um, absolutely, yeah, we horrible. briefly mentioned it. But... 
horrible game, man. Like just horrific, like one for the ages as far as offensive performances go. Uh, like these teams had barely over 300 yards total. Um, and uh, yeah, but my long story short here, as I say 50 times an episode, um, Mitch Trubisky, <laughs> dude. Mitch Trubisky was probably a shit stain when he was born. Uh, you know, I, I hate. I, <laughs> I hate. Oh, I, that's harsh. That's uh, harsh, man. That's harsh. I, man. I'm <laughs> sorry. I, uh, you know, I'm sorry to go that that deep into it, but Ooh. my my God, man. I mean, he yesterday. I I don't know if he was like Sam Darnold when he was seeing ghosts uh, against New England a couple <laughs> years ago. Like he would stand in that pocket, dude, and it's like he it's like he was almost he was either afraid to be hit or he needs to get his eyes checked because it's like, dude, there's, there's linebackers everywhere you're throwing. And, you know, he gets picked off three times. Uh, you know, I want to say at least twice in the red zone in the red area. So absolutely killed them when, when Kenny Pickett got taken out. Uh, he, he is just awful. I would, I would not want him as my third string. I swear. Maybe, maybe he knows like his, his insights good for the game. Like maybe he'd be a better teacher than he is a, a player, but dude, he is, that was just not even close to competitive how he played. <clears throat> Excuse me, how he played like that. He threw a pick to uh, Patrick Queen that was like Patrick Queen had to move a couple inches to get. Then Roquan Smith got one. That guy's an absolute dog of a player. Uh, Roquan Smith from the from the uh, the Bears. Uh, they traded him to the Ravens earlier this year. So yeah, excellent dude, pickup. I agree. Garbage man. I gotta say, like <sighs> Mr. Trubisky, you gotta. You're not, you're not, I, you're not a starter in this league, man, anymore. I'm sorry. I, I actually like didn't hate on the guy in Chicago. Like I thought he got a rough, a rough hand, but dude, he's not making himself look good at all. And he's not making a case for himself at this point. That's for sure. So Aaron's first shit stain of the week, Mitch Trubisky, who do you got as a standout stud? Standout stud, man. I, I gotta go. It might be a little bit too easy, but I'm like, I gotta take Christian McCaffrey. Like the guy just went off against a, a pretty good defense in, in the Tampa Bay Bucks. Like he had 14 carries for 119 yards. That's an eight eight and a half yard average. And then he goes two of 34. You know, in the air receiving the ball, uh, and he gets a tud on on both of those. So, guy is just a, a two way weapon, and and. You know, he's paying dividends for the for the 49ers so far. Yeah, absolutely. Looking like one of the better trades of, of the season, midseason trade especially. So watch out for them Niners. All right, that wraps that up. I know last uh, last week we looked at the uh, MVP and then the Defensive Player of the Year awards. Real quick here, want to go over the Offensive Rookie of the Year. That's a tough one, man. That's a tough one. Obviously, Brees Hall would have made it a runaway with runaway victory there um, when the uh, Jets, they lost him. But another Jet who, according to Vegas, has the best odds of winning, Garrett Wilson. That guy's playing really good football, man. Really good football up there. Mike White obviously loves him. They have a good rapport already. I mean, it's between him and Christian Watson is the second best odds. You know, in my opinion, it's between Wilson and Watson. Watson has a absolute – he's just a, a TD machine, has a nose for the end zone. I think, though, based on the quarterback skill level, I got to go with Wilson at this point in time. You got Zach Wilson throwing to Garrett Wilson, and then Mike White, no disrespect to him, throwing to Garrett Wilson, whereas uh, Watson has one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time in A-Rod down there in Green Bay despite their crappy season, so – those are my thoughts uh, for offensive rookie of the year. 
Yeah, man, you make you make a compelling argument. Obviously, uh, Garrett Wilson almost has 900 yards uh, with that quarterback play is, is pretty amazing. Um, you know, I, I definitely I can't agree, I can't disagree with you there. Um, I'd probably go that way too, only because of like you said, the quarterback play has been uh, I'd say middle of the pack at best uh, with the Jets. You know, obviously Mike White's only played a couple of games. Zach Wilson's been you know piss poor uh this far joe flacco <laughs> joe flat yeah i mean come on man like it's uh i do really i thought that kid uh kenneth walker coming out of michigan state like he was absolute machine in college real real short kid five nine but a stocky stocky running back 212 uh in the weight there so he he had a great season um you know getting been banged up a little bit here as of late but you know he was almost he was averaging four point seven yards a carry. That that kid's a, uh, gonna be a stud, and it seems like Seattle always hits on a running back, so uh, it doesn't surprise me there. But um, I do think Garrett Wilson should should and will win uh, offensive rookie of the year. Going right to the defensive side there, I think um, we're gonna Sauce Gardner. We mentioned before, Jets might have hit the offensive rookie of the year and defensive rookie of the year at this point. Vegas thinks so. I mean. The Jets defense, man, keeping them in that game against Buffalo. No no Jets receiver had more than 41 yards. That was Dawson Knox at 41 yards. Yeah, that's a tight end. Stephon Diggs, 37. We obviously know what, what Stephon can do. So, Sauce Gardner, just one of many good players on that Jets defense. But the only other one that I would bring into the conversation personally, may Aiden Hutchinson, you know, I think it was the second overall pick in Detroit. He's starting to put on uh, show why he was the second overall pick because Detroit's uh, defense is a little bit better. I think Hutchinson has seven sacks on the year, something like that. Yeah, man, I, I think you can make a case for either one of those guys. Really, it's it's to me, it's a little bit neck and neck. But um, once again, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you here, not to make make it a boring segment for the listeners, but we're not, <laughs> we're not really button heads on this on this debate. But uh, yeah. Um, I don't think I, many people are. <laughs> yeah, dude. If your if your nickname is Sauce, like nine times out of ten, I'm gonna say you're a good player. I just that's just a personal take there, uh, for no reason at all. But you know, Sauce Gardner, <laughs> dude, like he's he's a stud so far, and and uh, obviously they're building that defense up there, and, and Robert Sala knows what knows what he's doing as far as the defensive side of the ball. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's your opinion. You're allowed to have it. So <laughs> one final stat. Here's we wrap up, wrap up this show here. Just want to give a shout out to Jason Kelsey. I'm sorry. I did this earlier. Travis Kelsey catching um, quite a few balls from Mahomes, but he became the fastest tight end in NFL history to hit 10,000 receiving yards, joining an elite group of Jason Witten, Tony Gonzalez, Antonio Gates, and Shannon Sharp. Also, having his seventh straight 1,000-yard season, which is the most in NFL history by a tight end. So that's my final big stat, stat of the day. Travis Kelsey, keeping it real up there. All right, that pretty much does it for episode number 80 uh, for this week. 8-0. Out like Jerry Rice, buddy. 80. Let's go. Legendary, (laughs) legendary episode, man, for, you know, for a legendary receiver. But, uh anyways (laughs) anyways um <laughs> uh, yeah i mean i just want to shout out as always uh 1420 podcast look those guys up they're on like every platform there is um very very funny they do a daily show now it's called 1420 in the morning uh pretty pretty creative 
uh, great for the morning commute and things like that. If, if you're interested, definitely, if you ever listen to us, listen to them. Um, level the playing field as always. Listen to those guys, uh, Toronto-based sports fans uh, up there in, in the great land of Canada, as I always say. And then, you know, we got a <laughs> fan in the van as well. Fan in the van, Jim, uh, always passionate and and always animated about his, his takes and, and things. So definitely check those guys out. There's There's a bunch of others that I follow, but – Definitely, those are my my tightest circle of of you know friends and and just fellow colleagues that I, I look up to. So, anyways, uh, what what else you got for for today, JD? Hey man, nothing much. Just uh, check us out on Twitter. Twiddle hand, twiddle handle, twiddle handle, <laughs> man. <laughs> Twitter handle Hurry. is uh, brutal zero eight one one. Hopefully, we'll get that to brutally honest sports at some point. But uh, yeah, check us out on Twitter. That's all I got. We appreciate y'all. Take care. Peace. Peace.